on this episode of Quantum Week, June 4th through 10th, 1989. Welcome to Quantum Week. This is Matt. I'm Chris. And Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, sometime within our lifetime, and we talk about the movies, the music, the headlines, the history, everything that's happening, anything that makes that time period unique. Um, We're so, back in 1989. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the second time in 89, right? We just, like, I think two, two shows ago, we were, or three shows ago, we were in 1989. We're back. The last time we were in uh, September of 89. Oh, yeah, yeah, Now yeah, yeah, we're yeah. in the very beginning of June. So it, it does feel like time travel. This proves that it is random because we would not ideally go back to the same year three, you know, three shows. No, apart, we would not. But, no. Um, we, you know, we've got to play by the rules. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is the movie. Yes. And that is da, 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 Indiana Jones and, and the Last, Last Crusade. Crusade. Yeah. A good one. That's right. Another John Williams. Oh, a great one. This I is know, a great really, one. really. I was thinking one. of another great John Williams uh, score too is Superman. Oh yeah, he did that. That's right. That's another great one. So I think those, I think Superman, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and Jaws are his four most iconic. You're probably right. So what are the best or most known John Williams? You're probably right. Those are, those are the four I'd stack up. Yeah. Which stack up against anybody because John Williams is the best. He's ever. kind of the man. I mean, Danny Elfman's done a lot of good shit. He's no yep. John Williams. Though. Danny yep. Elfman's really good. Yep. I love his stuff. No, no, no yeah. We mentioned sure. Vangelis last time. Yep. He's done a lot of great moody stuff too. But John Williams, is he's the king. Another thing too, this is our first of what would be many steven spielberg movies probably yeah because what we always do is we always pick the number one movie of that week um and i imagine spielberg throughout our lifetime the last 40 years has had probably the most of any director um I would yeah you're probably right from the sheer quantity of his work and the success that he's had so this is indiana jones in the last crusade this is the third of the indiana jones movies third of four um well although there's a fifth one that's in pre-production hell is that actually gonna happen uh it's been uh it's been kicked around they just they keep changing with harrison ford he's yeah, 77 the, years old that's now. the plan i know it's not ideal no um this is the one if, if you're not like that comfortable or familiar with the comfortable i'm sure everybody's comfortable with it. if you're not that familiar with the indiana jones uh films this is the one with sean connery that's right the dad yeah um this is my favorite of the is it of the four movies. i was thinking about that i figured we'd rank them today too yeah absolutely um i i think this is the most enjoyable uh this is the best script in my opinion it's the mm. it's by far the funniest um it's like I think it's, at times it's a legit especially when connery and ford are together it's a legit funny movie it's a yeah. Re- yeah. it's like maybe the best buddy cop movie ever yeah which is really what it becomes um it's it, the chemistry they have is amazing sean connery is legit funny in this he he is he is fun and i found out yeah um that he ad-libbed one of the best lines in the movie which one uh she talks in her sleep oh that's right <laughs> which i didn't know i thought i yeah. it's so well crafted so it just okay just to set the scene there they have been captured by nazis they're sitting in back to back at a chair and uh no not she, yet no i thought they were no, about, oh no no no, no. That. i'm sorry they're trying to escape the castle right they get caught by nazis and how do you know harrison ford says how do you know that she right yeah, something she's a like nazi, right how do you know she's, how do you know she's, she's a nazi she talks, and in sleep. she talks in her sleep right, right. that's a good one. uh implying that he also had slept with this exactly woman. yeah um but it's a great it's delivered perfectly and i guess it made everyone in the crew crack up all the time <laughs> so they kept it yeah um and it's it's just fantastic he's so funny in this 
And Harrison Ford, uh, let's talk a little about last week a little bit. Last week we covered Return of the Jedi. Yep. And I kind of had a theory, but I didn't talk about it last week, but or last episode, but Harrison Ford, in my opinion, was kind of sleepwalking through that movie. It's what, what we like to call a paycheck movie. Yeah. We talked about this also on our YouTube show uh, with Dennis Quaid and Rene Russo. Um, well, even like Oscar Isaac in, in the, well, maybe not so I much. Maybe he so. just had bad, maybe that was just bad, bad script. script. Yeah. But some celebrities, when they're bigger names, will do movies just for a paycheck. And this Harrison Ford in Return of the Jedi is a great example of it. He's completely checked out. Yeah. He is, doesn't give a shit. And it's proof because what six years later he's in this and he's having the time of his life he's, yes, having, he's, like he's so having so much fun right. he must have been really excited to work with connery i'm sure oh yeah uh but even so even right from the jump street you can tell he really i bet if you put true serum and you probably ask him harrison Ford's a really honest guy yeah he would who do you like what do you like better indiana jones or han solo i think he'd say indiana jones like nine times a week but do you think that has to do with him being the, the lead in this film i mean even though sean connery's in it and you'd think sean connery would sort of trump harrison ford um no Harrison Ford is the lead in all these films. Whereas in star Wars, there's other people who have more so. screen I think time. He's more comfortable being like an archeologist in 1938, which isn't, and I think the fans of Indiana Jones are a lot more, I'm sure normal than, Oh, that's a good point too. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the super fans. Yeah. Yeah. I guess interesting thing too about this movie and t- goes back to the last episode too, is no toys were made for this movie. I was thinking the exact same crazy. thing. We never grew up with, uh, never. with, I don't think it, like, with Indiana I, Jones toys. I didn't toys. think about it actually until I read the line. I never like put two and yeah. two together, but that's absolutely right. I never, yep. I never once had an Indiana Jones toy. And I would have, I was, you know, what, three when the first one came out, two when the first one came out. I was nine when this came out. This is like, you yeah. would have thought I would have had a whole right. collection of Indiana Jones toys. I'm sure there were costumes. You could probably get the hat and the whip and shit like that from like, like Halloween what, and stuff. That's what they went for. More of like, but a, not figurines. But why not? I don't know. I would have totally bought Indiana. Jones. Yeah, like one of the knights in his uh, in his cave with oh, a cup yeah. of Christ and all that shit. That would have been fun. No, it, it didn't happen. That's a weird miss. It is a weird Spielberg, miss. And then Lucas was involved. Lucas, right? Although with this movie, he was involved the least of the three. But um, he, he was, co-wrote this though. Eh, he didn't. So what happened was, <laughs> yeah, it's not really happened. So what happened was, whenever you see a little trick of the trade, whenever you see story by, yeah, that means that they didn't fucking do much. Typically, there's always exceptions. But and this, of course, was a story by credits. So in other words, Lucas said, "Hey, you know what we should do? A third Indiana Jones movie." Right. And he had the story by credit, I you know, see. and then what happens is this guy, they kicked around ideas and Lucas definitely wrote some initial drafts yep. and it just didn't go anywhere. They, they wanted to do a haunted house movie. There was oh, a lot I saw of that. Yeah. Weird shit. And then this they guy, want, he wanted to go more, um, supernatural yes, with this film, which, which then which in a no fourth, surprise. that's what the fuck happens. Right. And ruined it. Which so, I hate it. Yeah. uh, this guy, Jeffrey Boehm, if I'm mispronouncing his name, I'm sorry. He's actually a pretty accomplished screenwriter. He had done Lethal Weapon 2 at that time. Mm. Uh, and he went on to do a few other things. He actually wrote one of my favorite Stephen King adaptions, The Dead Zone. Oh, which yeah. I hope we cover in 1983 with Christopher yeah. Walken. Really good movie. That was a good movie. Go check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, but he uh, he wrote really wrote this, and he got a full screenplay credit, which is pretty good. So mm. it was a story by Lucas and I forget who else. Maybe Spielberg. I even mean Spielberg. Yeah. And then um, Boehm got the full uh, okay. screenplay, and he really wrote this. And it's very witty. It's very sharp. You watch the Lethal Weapon movies, Buddy Cops. Oh, yeah. It again. does yeah. fit in that right. realm, and it feels almost, if you like close your eyes, like this could kind of be a Lethal Weapon movie. Right. Um, with the great rapper Tay, and then obviously Ford and Connor, you're just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, they're so good. And Spielberg, yeah. meanwhile, Steve Spielberg does not get enough credit. This film is beautiful. It is. It's so yep. well done. And I want to keep comparing, but you can't help but compare Indiana Jones and the Star Wars franchises. A lot of the of same course. people were involved. Right. And I, I, I a trilogy. Well, they started as a trilogy. Right, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. Right. I, and they, they all had reboots. Darker middle right. film. Uh, kind of, yeah. 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 Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
uh, they, um, with this, um, I bitched and moaned how Return Jedi looked cheap to me at times. That's right. This did not. This yeah, I looked, can see that. This looked, yeah, they were in a Zeppelin. They were in a boat. There's a plane a, flying. We had one. a great circus yeah. uh, train with River Phoenix. I mean, right. like, I feel like no beautiful like location shots. Oh the my crescent, god! Uh, you know, carve out the land. All that. It stuff. It was like it, it was a spectacle to watch. Yeah, it was which beautiful. Is what it's supposed to be. Right. It had a budget of forty-eight million. Uh, comparably, this is forty-eight million in nineteen eighty-nine compared to thirty-four and a half million in nineteen eighty. Uh, three right um so it probably didn't cost that much more but i'm guessing it's just easier to make this kind of movie than it is a star wars yeah you don't have all the effects and, and aliens and, aliens and, costumes and a smaller or cast right um but yeah so this movie i thought looked beautiful spielberg did a great job one of his best jobs directing visually yeah um the landscapes and it's beautiful and harrison ford is such a good looking guy he's he got any yeah. he, in that outfit he looks amazing uh Connery looked great in his outfit. Like it's so iconic even now to like see him in the hat and it, it's so well done. I, I, I have some complaints about the movie, but, but yeah. very few, you know, there's some, there is a kind of a funny element here. Did you realize, I mean, there is a love interest, but not really. She's a bad guy. Love interest where the other films, there's a love interest, right? And that's actually my biggest critique. Was it really Yeah, that they needed it or did no, uh, the actress, Allison yeah. duty. Yeah. And if a fifth grader, I think were to review this movie, it would be that duty stinks. That dude. Cause it, <laughs> right. she is not good. Jesus. And she never really worked. She did. She was in major league too. I think she was also a mm. model. Um, oh, yeah. Never really worked again. Really, uh, really disappointing. Because in the first two Indiana Jones movies, you had a really clever, smart, fun woman to play off of. So uh, in Temple of Doom, you have Kate Capshaw, who's fantastic. Um, And in the first one, you have, I think, is it Karen Allen? Karen Karen Black. I always forget. It was Uh, something like that. But she's great, too. And she's in the fourth one, I know. But she's she's a fun, like, charismatic uh, actress. I I really enjoy watching her when she's on screen. Um, And then in this one, you have Duty. And yeah. she's not good. It's not a, it's, and it, I actually think it was a pretty well-written role. It could have been a lot of fun to play. Could have been. Um, she really, and I, I don't know why they went with kind of an unknown here. I, I would have loved to have seen somebody else in that role. Yeah, it was strange. I also had an uh, issue with the klutziest go and grab for the cup of Christ oh. when she takes it out. First of all, I Jesus. didn't understand. I didn't understand the writing there. Like they explicitly, the night the Knights Templar, the guy told you explicitly yes. do not step past the seal. I mean, come on. Right. Like, do you really believe and that someone would be so proven st- right? Like he's like, if you drink the wrong one, you can get fucked up. He's 700 get- years old, but he, but he's right. And he's right. And he's like, if you drink it, you're going to get really old. Yep. And he did. The he guy did. did. Yep. And, and if, if you, you drink, drink the right one, one, you're going to be fine. And Sean Connery was fine. It was like magic. So he was saved. Bullet wound. So why would you doubt this guy? And why would you walk past the sea? It made no sense. And, you know, and then, then she like ran. She like just happened no, she to just like fall back into it. And Indiana Jones is like, dude, wait, wait, you wait you're stepping on the yeah, seal. Don't, don't do go that. any further. And she, but she still nah. goes. That was weird. Right. And then she like tried to catch it like, and bobbled it. It was like, yeah, that was the worst move for a, for the cup of crap ever. It's better when uh, it's down on the ledge and India and Indy is, is like being held up by his dad, by Sean Connery. And he's trying to reach it. Like that scene's a little bit better. Like let it go Indy. And he does. That's kind of a moving scene. Sure. And so you had to get there, I guess, but, but watching her, she's her a fucking klutz. So stupid. Conan, Conan O'Brien had a bit where he had eight year olds play 80 year olds in baseball. Okay. And the eight year olds like, demolish the 80 year olds. Really? The reason I bring that, yeah, because 80 year olds are fucking old. Yeah, I guess so. Shit. But, 80, yeah. but the reason I bring that up is because I felt like I was watching that again. I felt like an 80 year old was playing shortstop watching this woman, Duty, chase this 
the the she looked terrible. No one's that. She's like kicking it around. Yeah, right. She's like falling over herself. I'm like, what? What's wrong with you? You have arthritis, dude. What's happening? <laughs> I, I'm terrible. Thumbs down her. I do not like her. Big, big, big. But and that it, was a writing issue, though. You have to. You have to. No, admit I don't that. think it was. I think well, that role could have been really fun. You're playing a double. No, agent. no, no. I, uh, what I mean is like, like the klutzy oh. part of that. Like that's the yeah. How do you explain stupid. that away? You're that's right. That's just stupid. Maybe Boehm got tired, or maybe Lucas jumped in. <laughs> right. No, I'm kidding, George Lucas people. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, you're right. I guess, I, I guess they wanted they had to kill her because she's a Nazi, so you can't let her because it's, no, you it's can't, a movie, so you can't let her. Well, live, but she right? did have a heart though. But she I think had the a second you of, say you're a Nazi, yeah, you're gonna die. I suppose. This is how it goes. So, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. I did like they brought back two of the cast members from Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was kind of fun. they bring back? Oh, um, they brought, uh, was it Mark? Uh, who owns the, um, who owns the, the, uh, the older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not right Martin. And then, it's uh, Rice Malcolm. Jones. Maybe Malcolm? Mal- yeah, Malcolm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, Mal- Rice Jones. He's got a two day start on you. Beard. He can blend in and he's Anywhere, got friends yes. in every city. He's got right. That, that's fun. And you have the <laughs> other guy, uh, Rice Jones, who, uh, has oh, the right. beard. He was in Sliders. John Rice Jones, yes. I think is, or Reese Jones. Uh, Reese Jones. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's quite good, but he was in, yeah. um, he's got first one as well. It was almost kind of like, um, they were almost denying that temple of doom took place i know and actually i have so that's this is our controversy is that's my favorite one. Oh, ooh. i love temple of doom okay. it's so dark i love the omamshiba part i love yep. the stones and like the mythology part of it um without it being too supernatural yeah um i love the actual temple itself um i love what whatever the actress you said her name i love her reaction when she like puts her hand into the bugs and she's squeamish yes um i love the cinematography his wife by the way that's right. I forgot that married they married. Her, that's like, right. Five years later. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, she's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. She was great. Sure, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, and the scenes in India on the elephant. And it just felt, even the cinematography felt like, I don't know if they use different cameras or whatever. The whole thing just felt very unique. It felt even among the series. It feels really, feels really it old. Almost, it feels it old. doesn't fit in. They actually, and I know they do that on purpose cause it is a prequel. Right. So maybe they, they maybe they filmed it old on purpose. I like short round, some like I remember some of his lines. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I told you this. No like hold on your Dr. potatoes, Jones. right? Yeah, of course. Uh, um, you cheat like that yeah, stuff. Right. Yeah, oh, I love him. I love that character. It's great to have um, like a kid's sidekick that he relies on. That's so cool. Yeah, I guess I just have. Um, it just doesn't really fit in. Like this feels more that fits in the series. Yeah, um, it does. This movie does a great job of being what it is, and what it is is you go in, you sit down in that movie theater you know you're gonna see a fun movie yeah you know any indie's gonna live you know the dad's gonna live yeah you know, you know it's all gonna work out okay but it's the journey how they get there that is really enjoyable yeah and, and this is a masterful job of that this is a masterful job of that summer and this came out in the summer i remember this this summer actually was great for blockbusters hmm. you had this ghostbusters 2 which i know isn't the same no but, but it's not bad you had batman uh, was it the first Batman? Yes. Oh, with wow. Michael Keaton yeah. uh, and Jack Nicholson. Right. Uh, this was just like a bang, bang, bang kind of summer of a lot of really fun movies, and uh, this was one of them. This is one of the one of the more enjoyable times you can have in a movie theater. I think if you sit down, get some popcorn, it's not going to like make you think differently. Like Manchester yeah. by the Sea does about right. grief or something like that, but it's yeah. going to make you just have a fun time. You, yep. you can't. I don't know if you could beat this. Yeah. Fun time in movie theater. No, it is fun. Could have been a little shorter. Yeah, it was two hours and maybe two, a little or something. 206, but two I think some scenes, I think if you made it now, the way it's shot would be probably be done a little differently. Yeah. Certainly a little crisper. Um, but then again, some of those long pans are great. Uh, I could have even done more. I could have even had a little bit more River Phoenix. That oh, scene that's was, right. That was fun. I know it was they, fun. they made a show of it. Yeah. Yeah, did they do Young? Young, young Indiana Jones. Was he Chronicles? in it? No. No, okay. They had a different actor All right, yeah. uh, playing, but um, he, he was, he's great, I mean, he's obviously. Great. And um, 
it, it, that was even enjoyable 10 minute scene. Like it was just, it, it was just a fun time at the movies. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I saw this in my, in the theater with my grandmother. It's like a vivid remember, uh, memory for me, which seems so out. If you knew my grandmother, this is like, she's kind of a bit prissy and proper. This okay. does not seem like my grandmother type of movie. And I remember during this, the scene where, um, the guy drinks out of the wrong cup and he yeah. ages really quick. Yeah. Like she, like we, we both, I mean, I was young, I was 10 or 11 or whatever. So we both were kind of like squeamish at that scene, but I thought it was very interesting. And I also, um, saw that this was their first PG 13. Although right. they did say, I think it was temple of doom. They did a few weeks later, decide to change the rating to a PG. Well, that was one of the reasons they changed it. This temple of doom and gremlins were the reason they're like, fuck really? Yeah. This is too much. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, and then I also, um, 474 million it made in the box office. So this 10 X as well. Lucas just keeps making a shit ton of, he well, makes Spielberg so much. Too. That's, a, that's, a magic, that's a pretty good combination. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What happened was those first two movies, uh, were so graphic that the MPAA was like, what do we do about these ratings? Parents are complaining. Yeah. And that's when they went in and created the PG 13 rating. I didn't know that. So it was PG and R that were the, yes. that were the two options. Yep. Hmm, I guess NG. I didn't even know that. And G. Okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't. So people that. looked at PG as kind of a middle ground. Yeah. Just like how we look at PG-13 now. Right. Um, yeah, because how often does G happen? It's only really Disney films. Right. Right. But back then, G happened like a bit more. Yeah. And PG, and then you had R. But now PG is kind of the whole Because of Gremlins and because of Temple of Doom, they're like, whoa, this is too much for just PG. We got to have another restriction there. Right. But I mean, it's all stupid. I mean, the MPAA is, I have a huge, huge issue with it. I think it's stupid. Uh, oh, if you say fuck twice, it automatically becomes an R. That's stupid. So fuck, fuck, it's an R. Meanwhile, you could have it be like the most, the nicest movie ever. One character says fuck twice, it's automatically. So like, yeah, it it's really sense. arbitrary. It's very totally. dumb. Yeah. If you rely on rating systems, like it's to bring your kids somewhere, it's just know it's not the best bet. I know it's kind of easy guidelines when people do it, yeah. but it's not good. There were two other things that, uh, that had notes on the tablet thing. Didn't make sense to me. How, how is it? They only had half the tablet when the shield was the whole thing. You'd think it would have been, well, there two, they say they had two, there are two of them though. Were there two? Ta- oh, yeah. oh, is that what it was? I, I missed that. I guess, like, that there, make I sense guess there were me. two tablets. I mean, I'm, I'm, or like the top half and the bottom half, but where was the top half of the tablet? I guess there were two though. Oh, so I think it must've broke. It's probably so old. Maybe they only had a, a portion. Of I guess so. It didn't seem like they explained that because the, the, the whole shield piece. was right. But then if you had, as long as you had found the other one, the full one, then you were golden again. But I thought that's what they were looking for, but they actually got the whole thing from the shield. Right. Like they didn't even need to have the bottom half. They just needed to find the shield and they would have the whole thing right but i guess maybe they need the bottom half to verify there is the right yeah you're right you're right right right. so that was was one thing that i thought about the other thing was um the what happens then oh yeah what happens to the fucking night afterwards now the chalice the couple crisis the goddamn you know it's somewhere in below the below the temple they said that the other two nights were 150 and they died like but they they left left. yeah they left the sea i think so so i have another question what's your question bigger question a bigger question of the night yeah he might still be there i a bigger question is does does this mean Indy and his dad are still alive? Is it like... Cause no, because as soon as you cross the seal, the everlasting life goes away. Oh. That's the issue. Yeah, you but, cross So you the don't seal. get any residual? No, so you don't. So then why doesn't Connery's bullet holes come back? Well, I think once it heals you, then that's fine. I don't know. Maybe it healed. Maybe he had syphilis too, and it healed that or whatever other. Maybe he had a little cancer in his body, and it healed that. So maybe he will leave so a, like a, a longer reset life. So it's a reset then. Right. Okay. Could be. All right. You'd, but I wonder... They didn't look... He didn't look any younger. 
I mean, the knight didn't either, but the, the knight looked like a the knight 75, didn't look like he was 700 years old. No, he looked like, you right? know. You would think it would. Yeah, I, I almost think there's like some huge holes in that. There's some holes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Green Mile. You ever read the Green Mile or watch I never read it, but I watched the, the, the film. The book's quite good. Well, I read everything by Stephen King until probably right around that time. So the first 30 books or something, 28 books I read. I don't think it's a Green Mile thing, but the Green Mile is one of my favorite things. It came out as a, as a, uh, uh, in a series. So you'd have like mm. a 70 page novella oh, yeah, that's right. come out every like month. It was yeah. awesome. I remember I was, uh, you must've like, been so excited been to get it. In the late 90s. I, oh yeah. I was yeah. running the bookstore. I get it. I was so excited. And the uh, concept there was this guy, um, uh, was healed by this, uh, guy who had healing powers. And because of that, he ended up living to be like, like in well, it was hundreds and he was still like, basically like, it was a Tom Hanks carrier character from the right. movie, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he basically was like almost like a 70 year old, but it was like 104. Right. Uh, because he was healed. So I wonder if they had the same kind of healing power. Maybe. These guys. But maybe not. You said they crossed this barrier. Maybe not. Well, he, as long as he didn't cross the barrier. See, that's the thing. I don't think you had to keep drinking from the cup. You drink once. Yeah. And as long as you stay behind the seal in the temple, then you live, I guess, right. indefinitely. If Harrison Ford and the other guy leave, then or Harrison Ford and Sean Connery leave. And then they don't get the, but right. maybe they got and a little bit of a reset. He's still there. You can go hang out with him. I would, I would like I to talk see him. to him. Yeah, I know he you would. He must get so bored. What do you do all the time? Where do you poop? Where did he poop? There was no, like, I didn't what see any eat? bathroom in there. There was no flushable toilets. What do you eat? That's the other thing. Maybe he's just constantly starving, but he, he gets do? regenerated. Yeah, that's, he's praying all day, so I guess. Bo- it's oh, really boring. boring. He's a knight. He must have fought in cool wars. Now he's praying. No, nothing. I don't like that. All right, well, it's, I give it A minus. A minus? Yeah. Yeah, I would give it A minus because I can't give it an A. I would love to watch this with a kid. I wonder if a kid would enjoy it, though. Does it hold up? I don't know. I, I feel really like, like it wouldn't. The second one's better to me. Yeah. Is that your third favorite though? Do oh, you go, this? do you go two, one, three? I mean, do you go three, one, two, three, one, two? Yeah. That's what you do. I think I go two, three, one. I think Raiders is my least favorite. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, oh, but so a kid wouldn't like this, right? You think? I don't think they would. You don't think it's goofy enough? I don't think so. Maybe not. I a don't kid. think it's maybe like a right. teenager. I think, I think it, and it be, then it becomes like, is it, are they too old for it? Could be. I'd love to hear if you're, if you're a parent who's shown this to your kid who's like, say, he's like 7 to 13. Yeah. Did they like it? I'm really curious. Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, I'm sure some of the people who listen have I kids hope, that I are, hope they did. Like, I'm excited to hopefully be a dad one day, and I'd love to show this to my kid. I will be so sad to like, dad, this This sucks. Up. This no, because so I think the content you show them will be reflective of what you like, so they'll probably, you'll, you, will, you will sort of wean them into it. This is so unique though because it feels like a 1950s movie yeah it does but it has all of the fun excitement of an 80s spielberg movie right but yet if you're in 2020s does this hold up you're gonna we're gonna have to find out all right talk to us in 12 years all right so we'll say a minus spawn yeah i say a minus last thing though about this before we move on is just the other sort of last interesting thing is uh connery was only 12 years older thank you i oh i almost forgot to say that yes ford at this time which is crazy because he looks like he's a lot older looks a lot older i was like connery's a great looking guy so it's it's sad yeah age so quickly but harrison didn't get you know involved in movies until he was probably 30 or so you know you start to see the beginning of harrison ford getting old yeah you do because you think about it, like, go watch a movie like what lies beneath that was you know you figure uh that was 2000 so this is so 11 years he did get, he got a lot really? older in those 11 years. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. He so starts getting, when he's the president of the United States too, in Air Force, uh, uh, Air Force, Force one. one, that was a, uh, you figure like nine years later and right. he was a lot, but you know, what lies beneath? He's 47 or 48 at this time. Yeah. He's an older guy. He looks great. He does look great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck you duty. Fuck you duty. Uh, shall we talk about the song, which is wind beneath my uh, wings. You fucking love this song as much as I do. I do not like this song. Um, I might hate it more. I don't I might know. I hate it more than you. I don't know because I think I know, like I have objective reasons why I hate it more. I don't know. Maybe not. I have personal reasons why I hate it more. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. 
Um, do you want to start with that though? Before, so sure. You can tell my story and you explain like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or, but wait, I'll explain like one why? little overview, one little overview. Okay. So wind beneath my wings, a Bette Midler tune. Yes. Uh, and it was featured in the movie beaches, 1989 again. Um, it was sort of the main th- song. She did the whole, pretty much the entire soundtrack for that film as her singing to- songs. Um, and, uh, and there you go. It won a fucking Grammy and the album won a Grammy and yada, yada. Go ahead. Yeah. So usually what happens is like, I'll, say why I don't like it. Then Matt explains like why it's scientifically a good or bad song. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I, my mom, uh, in like the nineties, I guess would listen to like easy listening. And in New Hampshire, it's 94, nine W H O M. Yeah. And the WOM. It, yeah. God, it was just like the most brutal music. And the song was on all, like all the time, as you sure you can imagine yeah. for that, like adult contemporary easy listening, uh, of that time. It's, it's, I listen to it again. I'm way over here. It's so bad. It's so, it, I know she's thanking someone, but yet it comes off as egotistical because she's telling the person like fly high. Like she's ordering yeah, the person to fly right. higher. It's like art. Like, and then she thanks them. Like it must've been even the first lyric. It must've been so hard to walk in my shadow. That's the other thing. It's like, very fuck conceited. You, motherfucker. Yeah, your shadow. Like, fuck you. Dickhead. Relax. Yeah. Right. Um, let's not get, so I know she didn't write the song. No, um, she did not. Bette Miller, by the way, uh, she's won an, uh, an Emmy. She won a Grammy. She's actually, she was nominated for two Oscars. Well, she was this one of them. I don't remember. Uh, no, uh, two acting Oscars. Yeah. Um, well, she was in beaches. No, but no, but but it wasn't this one. No, it was not. Um, so she's like, you know, almost was an EGOT, which is a pretty rare thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't like Bette Midler. I don't think she's very talented. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Let me rephrase that. I don't enjoy her talents is probably a better way because yeah. she can sing although i don't like her voice she can act though i don't like her acting it's very broad yeah um i just don't really like her um it's for all. our moms i guess but i mean i try to be like you know i i try to be open-minded with stuff like that i mean but like i just don't think she's she doesn't i can tell why maybe some people might like her i guess but yeah. i don't find it at all i find her to be incredible if people who have as much success as she has there's maybe nobody i dislike more really or will turn away from more Hmm. Like I just I have no interest in her at all. She sang the last song uh, of the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I mentioned earlier I'm a huge late night. Talk oh right, fan. what did she sing? Do you remember? Uh, it was uh, it was like one for the road or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought it was this song. I had to look up. It wasn't, but it was the second to last show. The last show was just Johnny sitting on a stool talking about stuff. Oh. But she was the last musical guest, and she also came on. That's and interesting because he liked her so much. Yeah. Mm, bit, bit <laughs> I, 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 I think she sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't like her at all. Uh, down on two thumbs down for Midler. Two thumbs down okay matt tell explain well why it's so well i'll talk about the song a little bit so first of all you're right this she didn't write the song and actually it was a cover i didn't know this i had no idea yeah it was uh written in 1982 by this uh duo jeff silbar and larry henley i don't know i don't understand the duos in music i know there's lennon and mccartney and uh bernie toppin and uh, elton john and all that stuff but i you know i write music and i i can't i don't I don't get the vibe of, of having to do this with a partner. Uh, but anyway, Jeff Silbar and Larry Henley, they wrote a bunch of tunes together. Um, mostly in country actually. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense. And I'll bring that back in a second. Uh, so they were writing country music for Dolly Parton, uh, um, Kenny Rogers, uh, Tammy Wynette, a bunch of, a bunch of people. Um, and this particular song, um, was covered by, well, was, I think first was, who was it? Lee Greenwood, I think was first. Okay. Country guy, country. Gary Morris, another country guy. Sheena Easton did a cover. 
which yeah. she was more adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot Lou, of the, all the WHOM machine East. Yes, well. I bet. Uh-huh. Uh, Lou Rawls, which is sort of an oh, R&B type of guy. Right. You, yeah. Um, Gladys Knight and the Pips, they did a version, a very similar to the, to the Bette Midler version, that one actually. Um, but do you remember, so we talked about, uh, we talked about a, like country, new country and adult contemporary, uh, maybe last episode of the, the episode walk the line before. episode, I think, right? Yes. How they're so similar. They are so similar, like new country and adult contemporary are just like, they're basically crossover. It's crossover music. It's just one has twang, um, you know, and maybe like a little bit of uh, a different instrumentation, maybe slide guitar or something, but they're both, they're both so similar and it makes complete sense that this could, this like what's teetering on the edge. It could have been either. It could have been a country song. Uh, I think when they originally wrote it, it was actually a little more up tempo, which would have lent itself a little bit more to country. Um, that's what they wanted at least. Uh, but, it, but it could have gone either way and it did go both ways. It makes complete sense to me just based on how that music is constructed, which is very vanilla. Like it, it's, uh, sort of both of those styles of music, um, speak to like the largest, sort of the average, like the average music listener, people who don't want to get disturbed. It can yeah. be background music. It just, it's not exciting in any way. It's very vanilla so I use that, time, I that all the time. I use I that word. My, when I was listening to my way over here, yeah. I thought <laughs> that of must our, have been a great car ride. Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> but I was thinking of our conversation in the last episode where we yeah. talked about Flashdance and yep. how you mentioned how the tempo changed. And yes. it was a very like, unique sounding song, yeah. right? And I, and I was thinking about this in the way over here. I'm like, this is the Nothing opposite of that. Unique. This is the most like, it's so bait. It's like almost anti-Flashdance. Absolutely. Yeah, if you listen, um, the thing that really... Okay, first of all, let's go with Bet. Bet, I like Bet's voice. Actually, I think she has a very good oh, voice. She's like the it. best part of the song. Um, yeah, you might just be annoyed with her. Or I whatever, don't like but her voice. That's fine. It's. I think that's just that's just a you know an aesthetic type of response. I think, and yeah. and I'm fine with it. And I listened to the recording and headphones today, and the way they treat her voice is really nice. And she she's she's got a talented voice. And this is like really pre pitch correction. Um, she's hitting the notes really nicely. Like she's got great control. She's, she's got, she's good. All right. Um, from my perspective, no, I, I mean, can understand she, the aesthetic. No, I mean, she's won like, you know, she's won yes. countless awards. She's yep. obviously very high, highly esteemed. Yeah. I don't, her voice does not appeal to me at Totally all. fine. I mean, there's voices but, I like, but Whitney Houston blows her out of the way. There are people with, tan- Aretha I, Franklin's my favorite. Oh, Aretha Franklin crushes her. Wildly, wildly. Right. But there's more personality and yeah. And stuff. Uh, even like from a technical standpoint, Aretha's way better too, but, but that's good. She's got a good okay. instrument is what you would say. Um, but so besides that, like the first thing that I hear is the fucking keyboard. Oh, it is. And I was trying to, I was like placing it. Uh, so this keyboard is the most nondescript. It's, it's, it sounds kind of like a piano with a bell overlaid to it. It's this very belly piano, electric piano sound. And if, if, if go and listeners go fucking listen to the song, you'll hear exactly what or, I'm or saying. Or don't no, do it because you oh. want to, cause I want you to know my I pain. Like listeners. <laughs> you hate them. Apparently I want them to know my pain. Um, but if you listen to that versus Flashdance, is a great example. The keyboards and flash, it's, it's got personality. There's, yeah. it's a very darker kind of stringier. It's not belly. It's, it's uh, bell sounding synth. So it has some like interesting timbre to it. 
um, where this doesn't, this could be the fucking Doogie Hauser MD keyboard from the beginning of the song. It's very similar. That or like any of the Chicago was so awesome in the seventies, but they got, they sucked so bad in the eighties with Peter Cetera. You're familiar with Chicago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All like I the agree. love ballads. Yeah. It's the same thing. If you listen to, Another um, staple. if you listen to, uh, like, uh, Everybody needs a little time away <laughs> It's like the same keyboard sounds are pervasive in all this. And it's like, like the I feel sensitive like I'm keyboard. in the backseat of the car, just like, <laughs> right. just like shuddering, crying. No, mom. Please put on Howard Stern. WBCN. WBCN. Jeez. It's the worst. So that's what sticks out. And and for the mo- for most of the song, that is the dominant instrument. Sort of kicks in, and there's bass and drums and stuff. But they're just they, they don't matter really in the song. It could have been that keyboard and her voice, and it would have been the same sort of effect to me. And it's just it's just hard to listen to. It sounds so so. There we I mentioned this before that there are some '80s artists that you listen to now, and you're like. Okay, yeah, the the sounds are kind of dated, but it has personality. Sure, oh, to that artist, right? Oh, totally, and so you totally get it. You don't I, care. A that lot of the new wave stuff I feel does. Yeah, like I feel really heavy personality. And yeah, obviously, like you two and right. the police and stuff too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah. uh, Genesis, uh, not Genesis. Yeah, even Genesis, but uh, Peter Gabriel. I mentioned oh, before. Peter There's Gabriel, a sting even through that yes. time. Yep. They're, they're using like modern instruments for that time period, so they are eighty synths and shit. But but they do it. They just like they add character. It. It's not character to it. It's not just the Casio tone sound out of the box sound, and that's what the fuck is on this. Totally agree. This thing. Um, so it only spent one one week one at week number, number one. one. Yeah, <laughs> it happened to be this fucking week. No, I, 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 I was like, what the fuck? Thanks, <laughs> random we, dot right. or the fuck website we go to. Um, damn. Like, it. So whatever. We've covered now. I gotta say too, we've covered now three of the songs. Everyone's gonna think wow, Chris is really dramatic. No, but three of your three worst. of the songs. I think I would put like a top twelve worst yeah. songs ever. I gotta imagine these three would be on that list. Right. Smooth. Uh, moves like Jagger. Moves like Jagger. Moves like Jagger one. maybe might not make the smooth certainly and this yeah, certainly. Yes. These, I hate and hanging, they're very similar. Hanging Tough's really bad. It's really bad. But I would say Hanging Tough wouldn't make that. It's list, the same. Right? It's that same thing. It, that's the Those problem. Are four that we, bad songs. Really we, bad. Oh, we haven't had that many episodes, dude. This is what I was complaining at. When you make me go for the fucking top forty number one, of course it's. But we're doing be, number one next week too. We'll that's that later. But and that's not as bad. The we're, next not, one? we're not going to say what it is, though. Is yeah, it bad? You already said you already said you can do it, so it, I can't remember. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I, it's hard for me to not focus on this week. So I know. No, I, now I, I forget. How can you not focus on, on this beautiful song? Right on bed. Um. Anyway, the movie's not good either. I mean, it's oh, sort of no, like no. it's, it's just kind of depressing. Lifetime, yeah, exactly. Robert Hershey and yeah, it's right, right. Um, young uh, is it one of the writers in this? No, just no, it's not. Or Cher. It's uh, uh, it's the woman who played uh, Blossom. Is it Blossom? Maya Bialik. Yeah, who? Right. Yeah, she was in it. Um. So three million copies it sold, which actually isn't that impressive considering yeah. all the other number ones that we like. Um, the the Kanye song we talked about last week was, was like eleven song. million. That was, so that was a great. That's a better. That's a better. That was such a big yes, repeat reprieve from the shit yes, that I'm sifting through on a weekly basis. Um, the other thing though, so I mentioned that uh, this was kind of interesting too. I don't really, I don't give a shit. You like the Oscars probably a little bit more. I don't give a shit about Oscars. I don't, I don't give a shit. I love the Oscars. Okay, you love the Oscars. Yes. I wanted to play it down a little bit just in huge, case. Huge, huge. I don't give a shit about the Oscars. Like well, they don't like you. They can good. They can go fuck themselves. Right. Same thing with the Grammys. It's like they, they I don't never like the fuck everybody. Well, you're not a music guy. I'm a music. Yeah, guy, but. I think the movies though. I will as a quick aside. I think the Oscars do a better job showing a time capsule than any other thing. Do you? You I, think they choose the right movies? No, but the nominees are good enough spread where they usually get it. They're, they never choose the right movie. 
but they usually the, the nominees is what I'm more interested That's in. That's what I mean. They choose the right nominees? Mostly. Yeah. They usually get it more or less okay. All right. Well, Where I think I think the Grammys fuck it up more. Yeah, fuck the Grammys. Um but something that I didn't know is that there are so this won the Grammy for two things, um a record of the year and song of the year. That's different than album of the year. So record and album, there are two different categories. I didn't know right. this. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Album is for the entire uh, composition of the, you know, the yep. entire album, all 10 tracks or whatever. Right. Um, and record is the recording of one particular track. Like a single. You basically. Yep. Yeah. So it's, uh, so it's everything. It's the engineering, it's the writing, it's sort of, all, it's all of it encompassing okay. the performances, all that stuff. So this one record of the year for this song, oh. not for the entire album and uh, song of the year for song of the year goes to the song writers. So, oh, so these, these two guys. Yep. So bet gets, um, part of the record of the year, mm. like, uh, you know, uh, accomplishment. And then these two guys, these two dipshits, uh, Silbar and Henley. Sorry if you guys are still alive and I called you dipshits and you listen. I, I am not sorry. No, you did this to yourself. Yeah, assholes. Fuck you guys. Um, I had to listen to this song for what? 30 years of my life. Now. Fuck yeah, these guys. Honestly, yeah, fuck these fuck guys. Them. Right. Yeah. I, I really hate this song. I know you hate the song. I'm with you on it. I don't think it's good either, but, uh, anyway, if, so if the, Henley's never born. Does Silver still write this? I think. I don't saved. think so. If no. Henley's an abortion, and I, so that, are we saved from this fucking song? <laughs> right. Maybe we can go Maybe back. Instead of taking out Hitler, we take out Henley. so far. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't understand how... So it's not like they didn't make it clear that one wrote the lyrics and one wrote the music. It wasn't like <laughs> no that. They just the sort credits. of wrote it. No, they didn't. They're like, we're, we're, <laughs> we're no, both responsible. <laughs> um, it's, it is kind of funny too. They wrote it in 82, but one, it, one in like 1990. Yeah, they must have been like eight years later. That's a lottery ticket. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, bet yeah. it was our song. What? Yeah, eight years what? ago. What? Uh, I thought right. we we'd moved on to punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to do Green Day tunes. Like stew, <laughs> stew, <laughs> fucking stew. Um. Anyway, so that's about it. Oh, the only other thing with um the song that I wanted to say is there is kind of an uh something that's burnt. So I did see this movie. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I, I mean, my mom watched, so we watched no, it probably at home it. on video probably on like, like, like it's probably a new release from Blockbuster. Right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but actually the thing that's that, that the movie doesn't, doesn't stick in my memory as often as this other thing, which is, did you remember that? Did you ever watch? Uh, I think this show is life goes on. Yeah, of course. Okay. You did watch that yeah, with, yeah. uh, life goes on is about a family. Um, okay. one of the kids has got down syndrome, right. corky, uh, corky, uh, Thatcher, corky I think. Thatcher, yeah. Thatcher. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a mom and a dad and like three kids. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the episode where she sings this to him? No. Oh, this is, this is like burned into my consciousness. Okay. Who sings the mom? Yeah, the mom does. So she, I can't remember her name. I'm not sure that I wrote it down, but she is a very accomplished Oh, Patty Lapone. Right. Oh my God. Both How about on Broadway. That? Oh, that, no, I'm going to. You're going to pump your chest. Okay, oh, uh, let me, let me, let me just give you a little bit of a, Thank a little you. bit of a clap. Add, add, uh, you well done. A random show from the eighties. <laughs> I had no idea you're going to bring up and I knew. Oh, the- trust me. I know your recalls impressive. That's fucking awesome. I, I wouldn't be able to do that, but she was a very talented she's actor a great Broadway on Broadway yes. and TV. And yes. also she's won a shit ton of, I think yes. she might've won an Emmy, a Tony. She didn't win an Oscar though. No, but I think she also won a Grammy too. She I think she won three of those. She, it's crazy. She's a huge deal on Broadway. Yeah. So good for her. Um, yeah, this was a, that it was an interesting, anyway, so this was like a five year, four or five year show. Yeah, that's right. But this particular episode, it's so funny how this is like burned it. I don't know why. Maybe it's cause like my mom is bawling her eyes out when she saw the scene, but it's a situation where, so she on the show, I think is 
I probably won't have all this right. And so if you're like hugely into the show, I'm fucking sorry. So some life goes on. Jesus Christ. Like, hey, you get it wrong. Yeah. But uh, no, I, so she was, so in the show, she was like a, a singer. Oh, she was an actress on the show. Was she's she? like, yeah, but like okay. retired because she okay. had this family or whatever. Right. Um, so now she's this mom. And yeah. what happens is she wants to get back into it again. But for some reason, I can't remember what it is. Corky does something and she has to kind of attend to him okay. or like he has needs or something or uh-huh. like, or there's a school something or whatever. Sure. So she can't do it. And he's feels really bad okay. that she kept her from the stage. This was like kind of her way to get back into it. Okay. And he says, you know, mom, I know you love this. I'm real. I, I'm, I did some, I'm ter- I feel very terrible. Mm. Um, and she says, uh, she says, no, you're more important to me than that. And he's, uh, and she said, oh, but he said, I really wanted to see you perform. Mm. And she said, Oh, you want to see me perform? So she plays this song on the piano and sings it to him. Mm. And at the end, she's bawling her eyes out. Cause the is, song's so bad. I don't think that's it. I think oh, because okay. she's oh, so okay. emotional oh, and moved really? by that. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you say so. All right. <laughs> we all have our own interpretation. But I remember that. Like, I remember her yeah. crying. She gets off from the piano and she's crying and she sings the last bit, I think, acapella. And there you go. That's the that's what's burned into my fucking head with the song. Can I throw a quick Kirk Minahan reference here? Might as well. So uh, Kelly Martin is the actress who plays the youngest sister. I thought about that too when I saw uh, it. In Life Goes On. So anytime Kirk Minahan show mentions Kelly Martin, this, she was also in the show. She's a barstool uh, employee. A barstool employee, and they don't like her on the show. And anytime they mention her in the Kirk Minahan show, I think of this Kelly Martin. She was yeah. also in the show ER. Uh, oh, that's right. She was in uh, another show too, um, about like a like a country western, or I'm sorry, like an 1880s school teacher. It was called Christy. I don't know. If what. I got that right, that's fucking amazing. Well, high five. Uh, but uh, but it's Kelly Martin. So every time they mention Kelly Martin, I'm picturing this poor girl in my head. But I know it's not the same. No, it's Martin. not. Uh, that's, but, that's what I think about. But maybe a little, a little, uh, maybe let's pretend. Let's, my let's, brain. Maybe let's pretend it is. I though. have been. Yes, <laughs> that's good. I'm gonna do that from now on. Too. All right, let's move on from one of these wings. Uh, so is there any personal stuff uh, that you wanted to get into yeah, from this a, time a period? Quick anecdote. Because um, you were nine, you were nine. You were nine. Be so I mentioned in the other 1989 episode in September that uh, it was my first day of school of fifth grade. Oh yeah. I moved from New York to yeah. New Hampshire. So this is a quick aside. This isn't. This doesn't exactly line up exactly with the date, but it's pretty close. So, no one would know. Eh, well, it's not it, like got a fucking... it kind of does because it kind of uh, you'll understand why. Okay. So in April, um, we had bought, we had uh, sold our house in Deer Park, and the contra- But we asked for an extension so I could finish my time in fourth grade. Yeah. So we're going to move on June twenty third, nineteen eighty nine. Okay. So this is like say beginning of April. We sold the house very quickly. We're lucky to sell it so quick. So then, this is like a couple weeks then before this, this week is a couple weeks before you actually moved. Yes, it was. All right. Hence the anecdote. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> sorry to spoil that. It's all right. You're uh, Yes, I'm trying. Uh, someone keeps interrupting me. So, uh, so we're in April, uh, and then, uh, we got a phone call saying the house that we're on a contract, the, the sellers no longer wanted to sell. Well, and that's it was bullshit. a house in Stratford, New Hampshire. And my family was like, oh fuck. Now we have two months to find a house. Like we're fucked. We already sold this house. So it was April vacation, 1989, which is say middle or late April, 89. Yeah. Uh, and my dad, um, grabs me. I'm nine. My, my sister's two. My mom's, uh, and, and left my sister, my mom and said, Chris and I are going to go buy a house. We're not coming home till we come back. Whoa. So I'm like not, and my dad meanwhile is not like a funny guy. Like, if Oh, we, he's not. He's a straight man. He, uh, yeah. Yes. He's like, he's a, basically what he said was like the law. Oh. So like we really weren't fucking coming back. Like my dad wasn't like one to like be hyperbole or anything like that. Like it was just like, Oh, so like 
it was like, oh my God, I was kind of scared. I'm like, am I going to go back to school or what's right, happening here? Right. And I think he, I, I'm sure he would have come back. I'm sure. But you had to finish school. I, I think, but I don't, my dad was like, not one to like, I, I don't know. So we get out here and, uh, because we thought we were going to be here for a long time, we rented a room at what's called the Riviera motel. It's in Rochester, New Hampshire. Right now it's basically a crack house yeah. in 1989. It really wasn't. You have to take my word for it. Having said that though, it was still kind of a shitty hotel. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, um, it actually the same structure as now. Um, if you are in the New Hampshire area, you can drive by, uh, uh, but like it had like a color TV, but didn't have cable and yeah. it was like really shitty. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't dirty or gross. There were no drug addicts. It wasn't like that at all. Right. It is now. I would not, don't stay there now. Um, but, uh, it was still pretty, it was still kind of lousy. And then, uh, I made a, my dad a promise like, all right, well, if we're here a third day, we get to go to a hotel that has a pool. Cause this place really sucks. Yeah. He, he agreed to it. Wow. But we actually found a house right away. Uh, the house we ended up getting was the first house we looked at. We ended up just placing an offer on it. I think more at a desperation than anything else. Probably. Uh, my parents ended up being there. Mom was there for 20 years. Uh, so it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a good house for the length of it, but the house was really poorly built. I think if we had more time, we'd have chosen something different. But that's how we ended up in the house where I kind of grew up in. I spent junior high and high school oh, because yeah. of this panic you trip. St- oh, right. In April of 89. I know this is June 89, but hey, you know, that's what you're going to get. Did so, you end up liking the house? Did you like living uh, there? Um... Like, no, was, no, I didn't. I should. It was pretty. Were you isolated? You were yeah, far really from isolated. Here. So we're four miles from the store. We're on a dirt road. Right. No cable TV. Uh, coming from Long Island, where I had all those things, was hard. Um, I did not like living there. Um, I, I did not like it. Even at some, like, what about later on, like in high school or something? No, I hated nope. it. Okay. No, I hated it. I you was with my out. friends. The house also was pretty poorly built. Yeah. Like it started, like it was kind of deteriorating. Like this house kind of sucks. Like yeah. it wasn't great. Uh, I was, I, I don't like that house. I kind of, the house we almost moved into though would have been probably too small for my family looking back. Okay. Um, but the house we were in, so probably it's probably a better fit, honestly, than the yeah. house we could have gotten. But this house kind of sucked too. I wish we had, had. I wish my dad had a bit more patience. I wish they had just like relaxed. And like, all right, well, let's see what else is out there. What? Uh, so your mom owned a, a dance studio. Did she own a dance studio in Rochester? In Rochester, yes. I was going to say you're going to need more. But Rochester bigger is a yes. lot bigger than Stratford. Right. I don't know how many people are in Stratford, but Stratford four thousand like, back then. So Str- Rochester was a lot bigger. So a big reason we chose 000. we chose that town was because it didn't have we it was. 1989, working through the yellow pages. Yeah. It just didn't have a lot of dancing schools. Other towns like Dover and some other ones did. Oh, that makes sense. We yeah. almost moved to a town, uh, if you know New Hampshire, in Berlin, which is very north. Whoa. Because it was a movie theater for sale. Uh, and the idea was maybe we'd buy, it's called the Princess Twin. And we're going to buy this movie theater, which would have been so awesome. Uh, and my dad would have run that. My dad had a, was a stagehand in New York. So he had some show business experience. Yeah. You know, and he knew how, how to fix projectors and things like that. And, uh, but the second we got out of the car at that time, Berlin, which now is a prison had a paper mill. Oh, three paper mills actually. And all out of business now. Yep. It smelled, smelled so yep. bad. Second we got out of the car, we're like, Oh, and we realized yep. we we're so far away from any family. Our nearest family was in Saugus, Massachusetts. And Berlin is really annoying. way up there. Yeah. And we're like, this is really out of the way. This town stinks. We just got right back in the car and drove. I, so my quick Berlin story Ooh. is I like uh, up there. It's really beautiful up there because you're like yeah. into the white mountains and stuff. It's pretty. But that town, because the paper mills, the three paper mill, mills went out of business, oh. the town is that's probably it might be the poorest community in New Hampshire. The cool thing about it is you can buy single family houses for $10,000. You can you know, buy but, houses. I will say it has gone up a little bit since they built the prison. Probably. Yeah. There was a time period where there were no mills and no prison. Right. And it was just like, yeah. Oh fuck. So I thought about buying a few houses up there and renting them out, but I toured some houses and it was the first time I'd ever seen human feces on a floor before. Oh, it was disgusting. It was, uh, it, it was the first time you ever saw you lived in Oakland. Never on a floor though. And I lived in, in a really nice apartment in a nice apartment complex. I didn't, I mean, I've seen like in the subway and stuff that you've seen. It oh yeah. On the ground, but not like on a, not on oh, someone okay. like, ha- someone's like house's house? floor. Uh, I saw someone poop on a floor. You did like a, in college. 
You you like watched it happen? Yeah, and then did, he tra- could he you tra- just not turn away? It was like a car accident. Uh, no, he pooped, and then he uh, I I did turn away, and then he's like, I was, we we're both really fucked up, and then he's like, well, I gotta clean up. I said, yeah, you gotta do it. And I thought he like tried to clean up. He instead got the vacuum. No, this is in the women's no. TV lounge. No, tried to vacuum. <laughs> you can't vacuum that. What the fuck was he drunk off his ass? Dude, we were so fucked up. Oh Jesus we Christ! Were, we were wrecked. That is fucking and, uh, disgusting. He tried to vacuum. You off can't this. vacuum that. <laughs> Cause now the vat. No, it's one of my favorite memories. <laughs> I think that's how we got to end the show. I mean, I have nothing. No, we have headlines. Oh fuck. Well, let's get the headlines. I don't have any headlines. No, I didn't get any headlines. Oh, uh-huh. Are you really going to get any headlines? You tell me to get some. I got some. I totally forgot about the headlines. Oh, that's today. a bad job by you. That is a really bad job. For no me. headlines. Okay. So, so this week, don't make any of it. I don't have any headlines. I'm serious. I really dropped the ball on this. What's the but first, we're like, you got to find one. Go to the website right now and find the first headline. How you would find it? Whatever machine you use to whatever machine here. I use. Yeah. It's called the internet. Have you ever used I the internet know, before? Right, start, maybe stop being clever and start finding some fucking headlines. That'd be a, a or are you going to vamp for a second. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm mocking you while you find some fucking headlines. I can't wait to get the headlines. I can't I either. I have done it. I know. I should have. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I, mean, I almost what? forgot him a couple, uh, uh, yeah, like man. a couple episodes ago. I thought you would have found some headlines. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I'm disappointed. What is it? 1989? 1989, uh, June, whatever. We're Third. also like 48 minutes in, so I don't feel bad about it. Just find one. We have I'm, I'm looking at it. It's I'm a segment at of our show. People depend on it. Take me back to. Okay, we're going go to go to this website. This is the website you use? Take me back? Is that what, what you usually No, this is the first thing How that came up. How do you usually find him? Oh, I guess don't give that away, I guess. Yeah, you don't, you don't right. want to know what I'm doing there. Unlock the Discover the Movie. Well, he's doing that. Star I am going to pitch our next show. Oh, yeah, please do that. All right. Uh, so our next show is going to be, uh, it's 2013. I don't have the date. I'm sorry. The movie is Identity Thief um, with uh, Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy. Uh, and uh, we're actually going to go back to our regular schedule as well, which means right. we're going to have Saturday. Find the headlines. I've we're got gonna, it, motherfucker. We're going to have uh, Saturday shows uh with our podcast so every saturday we're gonna pop up on your podcast machine and then on mondays we have the youtube uh which is kind of a fun supplement so we're yeah. gonna keep the same year for both so it's kind of like we'll we'll get you know kind of uh yeah so we'll do the 1989 year for monday yeah, right YouTube, right and then yeah. oh the movie is field of dreams field of dreams so watch that before monday if you haven't seen it, i'm sure maybe you have or just watch a refresher i've got so much one. on that too yeah and then our song here matt will we're actually not gonna do tv shows don't anymore. even say it. Don't, don't say what's i'm happen. not going to okay i don't i can remember what it is anyway but uh, we're not gonna do tv shows we're gonna do songs yeah and uh so we're gonna hit a song which matt will surprise you with at the top of the show there you go okay uh, uh so uh june 4th 1989, gas explodes near two passenger trains in the USSR, killing 100 people. Sounds like my lunch. Is that, is that, uh, is that all we got for That's all I got. All right. It's a, it's a show. Um, I made a fart joke and we leave. You made it. When did you do that? Just now. I said, that sounds like my lunch. Gas explodes. Oh. It's all right. It's a, you'll catch up. Okay. Um, I guess right. that's it then. It's okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.